0: This is a National Arts Center podcast. to the We Love Canadian Music podcast. I'm your host, NAC Presents executive producer Heather Gibson. We Love Canadian Music brings you up close and personal interviews with Canadian musicians on far-ranging topics from life on the road to the artists they find most inspiring. Join us every two weeks for a new interview. Today on the podcast we're talking to Christina Martin and uh, Christina we're going to start with uh, the presumption that lots of people who are listening don't know much about you um, and some of that if I could put my own opinion on this is that you have had a lot of a career outside of Canada. Is that Would you say that's true? I'd say yeah
1: we've been investing a lot in the Europe market hmm. in the last seven years. I know that number because we've uh, decided not to go back this winter and we said well how long have we been going on tour there every winter doing 30 40 50 shows and it's since 2011 every winter um and the maritime provinces we i'd, I'd say right. you know we play mostly um not that we've given up on canada but it's just you you have a certain amount of time and energy yeah. and sometimes you just got to throw it all into one area um, but I do want to uh, throw myself back into Canada, which we're trying to do now.
0: Uh, and so, how did that start that you started playing a lot of shows in Europe?
1: Um, oh, geez, well, I always had this um, interesting kind of German uh, connection. I uh, went as a nanny when I was 19, and I started this very weird pop project. I, I signed a, an actual rec- recording contract. Mm. And was singing in the studio uh, in the middle of nowhere in a place called Zelskita Tita, and um, learned German, you know, so I could communicate with the kids. And then, <laughs> yeah, obviously, Helpful. yeah, help, It helps if you know the language when you are doing a job. Um, uh, and and then I just kind of fell in love with being over there. Even though it was, I remember it was not easy being there. Um, there's lots going on that may, I probably should have just ran away. I mean, eventually I did, and then I moved back to Austin, Texas. So I'd been in Austin the summer before Germany, went to Germany, learned a bunch of stuff, moved back to Austin, and then continued learning how to write songs and perform and did my first record in Austin before moving back to Canada. Um, and yeah, so where are you actually from? Where, what so would you call home? I'm from New Brunswick. Isn't that weird? <laughs> didn't mention New Brunswick in any of that backstory? But when Um, you say
0: you're going home for Thanksgiving, are you going um, to New Brunswick?
1: No. Now it's Nova Scotia. Now it's Port Howe, Nova Scotia, Cumberland
0: County. Um, That's that's on the North Shore. Yeah. So looking towards PEI. Yeah, you got it. It's pretty up there. It is very pretty up there. Yeah. Yeah. And do you have a little acreage? We
1: have seven acres
0: and an old
1: farmhouse, and we have the studio in our home. So we've really... um, we did, you know, we, we, my partner and I, who's my guitarist and producer, uh, you know, years ago, eight years ago, we, were, we asked ourselves the tough questions. What do we want? Where do we want to live? How do we want our lives to look as musicians? Right. And uh, we laid it all out and then started chipping away at it. And so now we have our studio life uh, for Dale and when we're not on tour. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but going back to the whole, like we, I started touring heavy in Canada Mm. and a little in the States in 2008, 2009. And I always kind of kept trying to get back to Germany. And I think in part because I had taken, I studied at at St. Mary's university. I did a certificate in German and business and psychology. And I just wanted to get back over there and finally had an opportunity to do a few shows. And then that first tour turned into a tour with, you know, two months of shows. The next one we were invited to stay for six months and do 80 shows. And it just kept building. I kept building my team and, you know, I had a lot of investment from, uh, the province of Nova Scotia and factor. Yeah, And I just spent every day working on the next tour, uh, in Europe and believing in that. But I wasn't completely ignoring like our maritime audience, um, because it's, you know, that's also quite comfortable to be able to go two hours anywhere from where we live right. and play a show, and it's feasible, and we enjoy it. But I...
0: I and how, how important would you say for you, the, and when you say the investment from the province of Nova Scotia, a mm-hmm. factor, how important is that to your career?
1: It, it means everything. I, I, I don't, I just can't imagine having, like being able to have continued had I not had that immense investment. Like we're talking we're talking thousands and thousands of dollars, right. not just a hundred thousand, not just 200,000. Right. And then, um, you know, I still carry, have to invest a lot personally. I still carry a lot of personal debt. I, I yeah. uh, and there are days where it's kind of scary yeah. and you're like, what am I doing? Am I acting irresponsible here? And, um, you know, that's when you kind of talk to your, your, uh, your partners and, and just go, do we keep going? Is this yeah. the right thing to do? Um, or, yeah. Um, but without it, with without not just the money, but the, um, you know, in Nova Scotia, there are a lot of uh, programs to help, I think, teach artists about the business mm-hmm. if you can't find a manager. Right. Um, so even if you do find a manager, you can at least keep an eye on things and, and fall back on that if it doesn't right. work out. and um And I just see so many artists in the East Coast um, stepping things up now and putting on bigger productions. You know, they've got teams around them for sure, small. but a lot of these artists are totally independent, Mm -hmm. um, you know, self-managed. Not that any of us want that. It just has ended up being that way. Like I think of Erin Costello and all the incredible things she's done um, and trying to put teams together and stuff. Like in the end, she's just, you know, she keeps keeps going and, and keeps stepping things up, and um, no matter what happens, right? Think it's-
0: well, and interestingly, when we say that about managers, I have found recently in this job that um, uh, there are a number of people who don't have managers. Mm-hmm. That it seems that there's a lot of people who have agents yeah. who are doing that sort of pitching, booking type. Um, and to be honest, that side of the business is it is really just buying and selling you know yeah. that, that we're people like me are out watching and seeing stuff and then we're we're going and saying we're interested or someone's coming to us and saying are you interested in having this show or that kind of thing mm-hmm. but it's been interesting to see that switch and so did you have you ever had a manager um for, well
1: technically for about a week oh yeah and uh and then not
0: right so you've been pretty um, been dated, obviously hand, hands-on uh, to your own business which I think yes. is something that maybe sometimes people don't understand or don't realize that a lot of musicians in this country are small businesses.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I, and I, I mean, I recommend it on the one hand, but on the other hand, it's not, it's not something that I wanted. You, uh, you know, you realize where you falter, where your strengths and weaknesses are. And, um, you know, I, not to say that an independent artist can't achieve great things, but... Um, If you're the kind of artist that really has high ambitions and uh, wants to do that massive show more than just once every five years, I really believe finding the right partner. It could be a, a manager, a co-manager of uh, an investor that has mm-hmm. a better brain for the money and you, you know, you can communicate and um, I think all that's necessary uh, and it could be a really awesome label. Yeah. Uh, but those are all, very, it is very
0: hard to find the right people and. I, I believe mm. um, so you have all this connection to Germany in particular mm. so um, why Nova Scotia then why why was it ever an option to set up over in Germany I
1: think it's possible a lot of artists do um, it's easier for Canadian artists to uh, go there do the paperwork and live there and work um, but I think our connections keeping us home are we um, uh, our family is still here my mother mm. is uh, 70 now she just moved to Halifax. Dale's parents are a 20 minute drive from us. Um, we love our home. We love Nova Scotia. And I also realize um, at least for right now uh, uh, that I I don't necessarily like to be on tour all the time. And mm-hmm. Dale likes to, he wants to um, grow as a engineer, promo, uh, producer. Mm-hmm. And the easiest way to do that is from our home studio for him. Right, right. So it's kind of like a really nice balance and, and that we've developed and, but we have, when we're over in Europe, like there are times when we, it's very nice, there's a sense of freedom that comes from having constant work. You're not worrying about the money. It's yeah. flowing through all the time and you're able to pay all the people and build your team. And it's just so nice not to worry about that. And, um, you know, so we've had those conversations for sure. Like, oh man, we could live here, you right. know. And, uh, but we also, for now, things yeah. are good.
0: And America's tough.
1: I, yes, I can only imagine because I've never really given it a hundred percent go. And I have a U.S. citizenship because I was born in Florida. But then, you know, I've got Canadian musicians I work with. I don't want to ditch my amazing guitarist. And there comes the added annoyance of applying for very expensive visas, which you don't have to do, uh, you know, when you go over to Europe. Uh, For the most part, it's quite simple
0: right and that it's a very expensive process to tour in the United States, yeah, I think that there's a little bit of misinformation about how we're all flocking down there and, and yeah. uh taking jobs or something yeah, um, it's a very, very expensive thing to do, but also it's um it's one of those things. did you find it's a it's such a large market? it's difficult to kind of tackle yeah and where do you
1: go? where do you start and yeah. I always told myself, uh I wouldn't pursue that wholeheartedly unless i um had a party that was willing to take that on and manage it for me right um I'm not stupid I mean you know I have to be able to maintain a a healthy mindset uh mental health and physical health in order to sing like and if I lose that from just blowing myself to you know out from too much work and it's 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 exhausting so you really have to pick your your battles I suppose and like
0: so yeah. for you, what do you think the hardest part of your job is, as an artist? Um, Where do you sort of go, like, you know, what I I I love my work, but yeah. I wish I didn't have to do this part.
1: I think for me, I I think the part I dislike the most is the finding, hunting, brainstorming of the resources and the money um, side of things, and mm. um, I, I'm able to write grants, and and but it's it takes so much time away from what I just want to do, which is write and right. contemplate and uh, do meaningful projects. Um, you know, I just accept it and do what I have to do, but I don't, I don't like looking for money. I don't like asking people for money. Um, yeah.
0: That's it. That's- and what about, what's the best part? Are you one of those performers uh, who like you, you, the best part is you love to be on stage or do you prefer uh, to do the, the writing?
1: Well, the best part, I mean, we just did a show in Halifax at the marquee and, we worked and worked and worked. I've been planning it for a year. Mm. And then, you know, I just, yeah, I think the best part was sharing that with so many friends and family and the musicians. Like when you have those moments, it could be on stage, but it could also be in the studio or it could be like if you're nominated and, you know, like awards and nominations, things are, um, for me, they're great. Cause it's a chance to, uh, get together with those people who made it with you and just be so thankful and Mm -hmm. so it's those things are fun I do love writing though I love writing songs that's a very solitary thing for me but I think I enjoy more when I get to celebrate something with my with my partner Dale and the musicians or someone who's been helping me with marketing all year and we get like a win and you know and then you kind of you but you don't hang on it too long you got to keep rolling like
0: Um, and so does Dale have any part in the writing with you? Is there any part of the process where he comes in?
1: Sometimes. Um, I tend to write alone, but then there'll be a song that I just know. Uh, like there's a song, this new record, um, Lungs Are Burning, where I woke him up very early. Um, I had this melody and the lyric and we worked out like an arrangement for the music together. And then I did all the, the lyrics. And right.
0: um,
1: But he'll help in that sense. We have written lyrics a, a couple of times on songs together. I've helped him with his songs, um, but um, the mostly we collaborate um, in when it comes to the recording and uh, in the mixing process, and right. um, they're being
0: very particular. And, right. And so, do you start with the lyrics? Are you one of those? I've talked to mm. so many artists now, and some of them start with the lyrics. Some of them start with the chords. It's a totally separate. It seems like there's one or the other for people.
1: Um, it's a little bit of everything. Right. So it, sometimes it could be a lyric with the melody that comes at the same time. And sometimes it's just a rhythm on guitar. Right. And then I'll add a, a, you know, a different melody and lyric on top of that. Um, but I journal a lot too. So I'll grab snippets of uh, my boring journaling. Sometimes I sift through that and then burn it after <laughs> there's a lot of garbage right as you can imagine when you're writing daily it's just bo- it's just boring mostly right. boring but every now and then something
0: so you're you're wearing. you're constantly writing you're not somebody who writes for an album
1: oh no i do both i i mean there are times like today i didn't i'm not i didn't write today right. i was i got up did a phone interview and then i put on my prettiest face to come out
0: and see you. Oh, is it? This is the prettiest, like, I <laughs> did you Were on... you worried that this was going to be a, a visual podcast? No, I just want to look good for you. Oh, like, wow. I just, like. Okay. You, know. oh, and you And you have a little, we're going to take your picture later, too. Yeah. Right. There's Yeah, that. I, hope.
1: <laughs> I, I hope. I hope. I mean, I didn't not, use my most expensive moisturizer for. <laughs> for nothing. Nothing. Yeah. I. And I knew you, you'd you look great. I don't well, know if you tried, but I don't, you no, look really don't healthy. Often,
0: I don't often try. you like, well.
1: do you wear any makeup at all?
0: No. No, I never have.
1: I mean, I shouldn't swear. You should believe that.
0: Yeah. But I'm... I've never worn impressed. any makeup. And uh, in fact, I have, if I can take a just personal story with... Mm. I've, so I've been doing all these new things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and one of the things I did was I decided I'd go for a facial yes. in Montreal.
1: I saw you. Yeah. Instantly yeah posted.
0: Because in Montreal, they're... They're very, they're a little bit more particular mm. in when they have a way about them. So this, I, I got on the table and this French woman said to me with a very thick accent, she said, uh, Heather, tell me about your routine in the morning. And I said, I just sort of looked at her <laughs> and she, she said, what do you do when you get up in the morning? And I said, shower. And she said, what else? And I said, that's it. And she, she said, "You don't use any soap." And I said, "No, I've never used soap." Moisturizer? Um, I don't use any of those things. And, uh, and she was so upset with me. She was like, yeah. "Apparently, there has to be at least five things." Do you have five things you do in the morning? I have, um, I, well, one, sometimes two, and then three, four. So you know. Yeah, so be, you you know. would come close to passing. Okay. I was a very <laughs> I was a disappointment.
1: I have a new I have new eyelashes, so there
0: now there's five. Oh wow! So, okay, yeah. yeah, there you go. It's five not, things. These are real. No. <laughs> yeah
1: they, right because i got the ones that look sort of natural
0: right but, yeah. i wouldn't even know how to purchase new eyelashes i could tell you yeah tell is you it again. something you yeah. just go into the store and be like yeah, i'm gonna need some eyelashes well
1: you go to a salon these are like installed these are attached oh, to my my, wow. my original eyelashes and then they fall out with your natural eyelashes so
0: that is something i it, did not know it's a
1: two-hour process and wow. they told me i'd love it and become obsessed with it how do they, they were attach right. them well, they kind of—I couldn't watch. Well, <laughs> uh, they, they've got your—they've got your eyes taped down. Okay. And they basically take, you know, uh, tweezers and isolate each and every eyelash and glue the high-end eyelash, yeah. depending on what curl,
0: what length, what right. color okay. you want,
1: each individual eyelash, and then that's it. I and don't then,
0: understand the person who said when they woke up. <laughs> When they're like fourteen, they're like, you know what I want to do? Yeah, aesthetics. Because that is a every part of that. You think um, it's be just like like a de- it's sort of like a well, no, dentistry would be even more. Uh, no, it's not. I maybe. don't think there's anything gross. About it. I don't think that it's just like it's so particular like that. Mm-hmm. Like it's the sort of you know. And then what I have found out, or what I seem to see, is like there's a gal who just does eyelashes. Yeah, that's her thing. Mm-hmm. Like it's you know. I think like and then they become a master of that, and that's something that in my life clearly because I don't wear any makeup and don't use anything to do anything Skin don't know great. anything about any of those things yeah. it's just a t- it's like a whole other world
1: yeah well my, Sandra who did my eyelashes she she was like it's two hours and I was like okay my limbs are gonna go numb like I'm gonna <laughs> she's like it's gonna fly for me and you know they have the um they have the uh, Spotify playlist going and you just kind of go to sleep so it's a nice and you
0: wake up with really big really well yeah they, do you think these are really option. big I, mean, I don't think they're really, they're, 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 um, <laughs> they're more than, they're more than, typical. they're, they're, they're showgirl. Definitely. There's definitely like yeah. you're on stage eyelashes.
1: And I don't even put mascara on these, which I love. Cause I hate putting tar on my face. Oh yeah.
0: yeah know, so. I've never done that. I, and the, the, um, I see that every now and then people like we go swimming, they're like,
1: Oh, my mascara. And I'm like, I, you don't care. Well, I don't have to rub yeah. it anymore.
0: Yeah. And, and also lately I was, I noticed that. Eyebrows are very important to people.
1: That scares me because I see a lot.
0: This of, conversation is going inside, but there's people I, listening. I love it.
1: Yeah. Like, we're not live, are we?
0: <laughs> no, we're not okay, live. Okay, good.
1: I mean, just good. Cause there was, this, I don't you think need we're to live. believe my swear word earlier. <laughs> um, I think that this is what the people of the world want to hear more about. Um, like I can't get into the, you know, there's a the, very there's the specific one. dark. Uh, I will use a pencil sometimes yeah. if I'm going to be on camera um, because on camera, my eyebrow—this is my natural one—will disappear, and so I that think looks that we should have lot.
0: like a little flip book of women's eyebrows <laughs> yeah. through the ages. Because like women have yeah. really grown them back, and then I've learned that you know, and then yes, they're they're penciling them in the mm-hmm. rest of it. But that's this is a significant change from yeah. say three years ago.
1: They're microblading, which is like sl- they make these slits and they bleed, and then. What? They look like your real, look like your real eyebrow, but it looks to me like you've had razor blades. Like, <laughs> it's, Yeah, it's, yeah. I shouldn't put down that
0: industry, but. Uh, I know, I I'm not in any way putting it down. It's a wonder to me. Mm. And it's a wonder to me how, how much things change of like that, it you is. know, it was only a few years ago that people would had no eyebrows. Women had no eyebrows. It's like, I don't know who's making these choices. Who's deciding that this is how we're supposed to look? Do you find yeah. that getting on stage, are you conscious of all this stuff of that you like of your image and your appearance? Oh, yeah. Is that a big part of what you do? Are you like uh, do you in the stores shopping and? I do for certain
1: shows. I think more about it because um, you have an it. image.
0: You have a, a look to I'd, on stage.
1: Well, na- I think now I do. In le- recent years, I've kind of finally found how I like to look and how I. Um,
0: That might be an age thing, though,
1: too. Yeah. It took me 35, six years to figure out, well, what, how do I, when I look in the mirror, how do I feel? You know, because I always just felt like an androgynous boy on the inside, really. Growing up, I, I didn't really even feel, I shouldn't even say boy, it was just like androgyny. Right. And really, you're just watching what other people your friends are wearing and doing and what guys like um and you are so you're doing what everybody else is doing and then you look at pictures later on and go you know what was i thinking like that doesn't look
0: or feel like i have approximately know. 29 years of that what was i thinking about mm. my hair yeah yeah me too and then, a lot of i mean because i played so many sports i really didn't pay attention i didn't really have a hair style yeah of any either yeah it was just but mm. it is you do you you clearly look like you're you're Conscious of your fashion and I your style now. and yeah I mean and in a good way like it's not like boy well, she's obviously well, overpaying it. attention yeah. to that but but it's something yeah. that I think that people would notice because one of the things about and, and also it's my opinion that you're um I would classify you as a pop artist would you call yourself a pop artist
1: well not yes pop rock like, <laughs> I would but say up rock. A, I mean, for people who don't the, know who
0: you are, you're not a folk singer.
1: I'm not a folk singer, although there's a, there's definitely a storytelling uh, component to the even the pop songs. They're a message, you know, not that I every mean, pop music should always have a message, I think, but like when I say pop, I think of my the people I loved growing up, Cyndi Lauper, right. um, Tori Amos, and... Um, And when I think of Americana, which I also, you know, I get thrown into that kind of genre. Mm.
0: um,
1: I think of the artists that influenced me like Sean Colvin, Patty Griffin, Steve Earle. And then when I think of rock, I think of Tom Petty, Bruce Springsteen, even. And then there's the indie sort of pop rock like David Bowie. So pop today I'm not too familiar with and I don't, you know, maybe I'll end up, you know, who knows what I'll try in the future, but. I definitely, um, I love all kinds of music and, you know, but I, I'm, I tend to be making more right now. Um, I, I say soft rock pop with the storytelling mm. components and elements, but I hate talking right. about what
0: the heck my music is.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so tonight at the yeah. fourth,
0: oh not sorry, not tonight, tomorrow night, tomorrow night. Stage. yeah Friday night at the fourth stage, uh, are you playing, is it just you and Dale or is just, it a whole band?
1: Just Dale and I.
0: Yeah. Dale. Okay. yeah, I
1: couldn't afford the band. I just blew all my money for the next 10 years on the Halifax show. So oh, we filmed it.
0: Wow. You. Really, OK.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. We went all out. Yeah. And then I, uh, I uh, just had to make the executive decision. Right. Um, would have been nice had I had another executive decider to say, just do it. And then I would have right. been OK. Right. But no, I just Dale and I. But uh, and I've
0: seen that show and it's fantastic. So well, I'm you. really happy that you're here. And uh, is this your first time at the fourth stage?
1: Yes, I'm so excited. Thank you for bringing us.
0: Yeah. Well, it's a uh, it's a great room. It's uh, entirely new. In this last year, we, we ripped it off the front of the building, and then Ooh. they put it back. all put it all back together. With everything's new and um, shiny, and, and it hopefully has a bit of a a bit of a vibe to it. And I hope you like it, and um, I hope you have a great show. And thanks are for we, sitting and talking to me.
1: Are we done talking about our skin?
0: Cause I, <laughs> I could tell Is you. Is there that. something else you wanted to share?
1: Well, I just want to say that I do... <laughs> I do think a lot about as I'm aging my skin and I just want to say I tried this one procedure lately and it, um, I forget what it's called, but it was like an oxygen. They take like a pump of oxygen and some hydroxy acid and pump it all over your face. It's supposed to like, like Madonna does it all the time. None of that sounds good to me. It actually was very soothing and relaxing, but I don't think it did anything to my skin. Like, I don't know. I mean, it did make my lips look a little puffy for five, <laughs> ten minutes, but it's really so, relaxing. But, you know, like, I'm starting to get to the, the stage where I'm actually thinking, maybe I need this. Maybe, I, you know, and it's, maybe it's ridiculous, but I try, I try some of these things just because I'm curious, like.
0: Yeah. Well, curiosity is one thing. I mean, it's a, it's a, there's probably a larger conversation here at some point of, of why women are doing all those things and um mm-hmm. you know and and what what sort of standard where you know people are having those conversations but we don't need to have that now it's yeah. just, but it is for me at you know this is in the trying new things thing mm-hmm. there have been a number of things that i've tried that have to do with um with beauty because yeah. it's a, it is a bit of a mystery i don't know you know my sister knows all about this stuff yep. she's 16 months younger than me and somehow I know nothing about any of these things. So it's a little bit intimidating for me of, of, if I were to go and someone said you had to go and put makeup on, I mm-hmm. don't even know where I'd, I'd probably find my sister to be honest and just say, okay, where do yeah. I start with this? But women at my age, they, it's a natural, they've, they've been doing this all their lives. Mm-hmm. And, and what, so there's almost like i missed, I missed a time when, of the learning sort of sphere. So I've been going and um, trying some of these things yeah. and, you know, and, and saying, okay, well, I like you know, this. I don't every, know. every woman I know is doing this thing. So yeah. um, like facials. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and it's been really interesting. That whole, the whole, it's a huge industry.
1: Yeah. It's massive. Uh, and they're always coming I mean, up with something new. Nails. I just got shellac bio gel nails. <laughs> you should, you know, and this is like a treat yeah. and I don't have to think about them. I play guitar and they get ruined, but not with these.
0: Really, they stand up to yeah. the guitar. Yep, for weeks until they grow this is out. Like so fashion this is <laughs> tips with Christina Martin.
1: <laughs> I'm learning too, though. In recent years, I've I really learned a lot. That and I mean, to me, I think my motto is like, if it if it helps me take, do more of my work and feel good, and I can afford it, I'm helping a local business. All this is going through my head. Then just do it, you right. know.
0: And um, I think the big part of that for me is if it makes you feel good. Mm -hmm. Right. Like if you feel good and better and whatever the case is, you know, somebody said that I was at at a fancy event and somebody said to me, um, do you spend a bunch of money on clothes so that you can look like these people? And it was a weird way to be phrased to me. Mm -hmm. But there is this sort of thing of like I said, no, I said, but I wear clothes that I'm really comfortable in so that I feel comfortable and feel good about myself. I love that. And, you know, and so that it's not even so that it's it's a. so that you're taking that one part out of the equation. Mm-hmm. and because I sometimes I feel like what I do of going and you know just doing a lot of shaking hands and meeting people and doing all that kind of stuff, there's a slight similarity of going on stage. like you're, yeah. I feel like I'm on stage at some yeah, things. yeah. and so you want to, you want to feel good about mm-hmm. what you're doing. And so I think you know if we're I, I think that's great if you have this attitude of, of kind of like lifting up because there's a lot of conversations about why women shouldn't be doing certain things. And I think we just yeah. lift each other up. And if, if you feel great having your new fancy eyelashes, well, more yeah. power to you. Thank you. Because they're fancy. Yeah.
1: They are fancy.
0: <laughs> My husband likes them too now. Oh, yeah? Was he was he a little bit unsure at the beginning? I didn't tell him I was getting
1: them. Uh, oh, wow. And then he showed up with those. <laughs> and I showed up. And now he's like, I'm getting used to them. And I don't know if what you'd look like without them now. And I think I would look scary without them now.
0: Well, I, I think that's maybe a little far. Anyways, I hope you have a great show and um Thanks and for I'm having so me. so happy you're here. Me too. Thanks for listening to We Love Canadian Music. If you like what you heard, subscribe to the podcast. We hope you'll give NAC Presents a like on Facebook and find us online by searching for NAC Presents. This has been a National Arts Centre podcast produced in Ottawa by NAC New Media. Send us your comments and questions. Email us at nacpodcasts at gmail.com. Visit the podcast section of the iTunes store, where you can rate and comment on this podcast. We love to hear from you. Remember, you can find more great NAC podcasts at NACPodcast.ca or search on National Arts Centre on iTunes and subscribe for free. Until next time, goodbye from Canada's National Arts Centre.